on the podcast, young man. Is that a rule? No, it's not. <laughs> totally not a goddamn rule. Are you fucking crazy? We're bad at following rules. Uh, all right. Well, welcome to the uh, Feedback Force podcast. This is what this is what this podcast is right now. Wait, did it start? Yeah, it started. I'm Kelso. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm Kyla. Oh, shit. I'm Carl. I'm, uh, I'm 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 Thanarod, and I'm I'm also Chris, I guess. <laughs> and he's uh, also. Don't have a K in my name. And he's also thing. playing the game. Oh god! I'm also right dying to rat spawners as yep. we speak. Not really, actually. I'm I'm past the sewer, uh, but now I'm out of bullets. Holy fuck! This wow. has been the worst like seed ever. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're we're playing <laughs> Nuclear Throne this week. I've You're just died. playing Nuclear Throne. We're gonna we're just talking well, about we it. We played Nuclear Throne this week, and we're talking about it today on this podcast. Yeah. Um. It's uh, a rogue light sort of thing. Like I, I, I actually need to look up and see how they describe it. But because the way I would describe it is Binding of Isaac, and Hotline Miami thrown into a blender with delicious ice cream. But do you, do you want to look that up while we do like some intro of what happened during our weeks? Yeah. Yes. Type stuff. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, if, assuming anyone has anything interesting to say about their weeks. I mean, I, I guess I do. I started my October tradition of uh, watching a different horror movie every single day of the month. Oh, jeez. Um, in, in three oh. years, this is the third year doing it, um, I have never gotten through an entire month. I always, we always sort of lose steam. Um, about... I, that seems like that would be tough to keep up. It, it is. Um, yeah. Especially... Especially if you end up with a bunch of really shitty movies in a row, and you just don't <laughs> don't want to keep going, that's what happened last year. Also known as horror movies. Eh, I mean, we don't watch a whole lot of modern ones, so it's usually pretty decent. We we usually make it about twenty something days before like. Oh, that's decent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we always make it further than we, th- we think. Do you try and watch uh, different movies every year, or do you yeah. like repeat some? Yep, different movies every year. The only repeats um, year to year are the ones that didn't get watched the previous ah. year, basically. So, so we've watched so far. We've watched uh, Goodnight Mommy, which is a German film that came out um, last year sometime. Which is, um, it was pretty good. the The story was a, a little bit transparent and wanky, but uh, it was just. Really... Doesn't that describe all horror films? Uh... Like the the narrative is a little bit transparent and wanky. Um, not hey, that, not, words? not that kind of wanky. It was, it was like, it was sort of like... <laughs> what kind of wanky do you mean? Like, like, this was like sort of a high concept. I don't uh, want to spoiler it. concept kind of wanky? Yeah. Um, uh, but it was, it was a really well, like, technically well-made movie. The sound and, uh, pacing and cinematography were all excellent. So it was, uh, I would say that one's worth watching. We also watched, uh, The Curse or Noroi, which is a Japanese found footage movie. Which I don't, I I'm usually extremely wary of found footage movies. Um, but this one was excellent. Check check it out. There's demons and stuff. The Japanese There's are demons. often very good at their horror movies. Yeah, from my, what I understand. There are a lot of horror movies on the list this year, actually. Um, there are usually a lot of horror movies on the list, or Japanese ones on the list. Um, let's see. Yesterday we watched. Uh, sorry, the day before that we watched High Tension, which is a French movie, and it was garbage. <laughs> uh, no, okay, so it's it's basically a ripoff of a Dean Koontz novel, um, and he apparently is very 
um, litigious when it comes to plagiarism. Okay. And he had a probably a very strong case against the makers of this movie. He watched the movie and decided that it was so garbage that he didn't want his book associated with it at all, so he declined to pursue any legal action. Against them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and awesome. then, uh, and, then um, and then we watched Suicide Club. Uh, nice. And tomorrow we're watching the sequel slash prequel. So what's the what's the scariest horror movie you've watched? Uh, oh man, like of of all years. Sure, me, of all yeah your your me... top your top scariest horror movie. Man, um, I had to like pull up the list. Because <laughs> uh, I really like. I, I hate being scared, so I don't watch horror movies at all. I saw at a at a friend's sleepover. I saw Bride of Chucky when I was like in middle school, and I have like basically never watched another horror movie. Oh, also, also on the it wasn't on the list, but we watched it anyway. Um, Curse of Chucky, which is the Chucky movie that came out like two years ago, uh, which was surprisingly actually really good. Um, um, Brad Dourif's daughter, he, Brad Dourif's the guy who plays the killer slash the voice of the doll and in mm-hmm. all of the movies um and his daughter was also in it and she's pretty good um i'm, I'm looking and a lot a of movie franchise old enough to have like an acting dynasty involved yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I'm, see the problem the problem with with doing this like watching all of these movies in a row is that they become you, less scary you sort of forget what um what happened in a lot of them um dead ringers not strictly a horror movie i would say dead ringers is really good it's the one with jeremy irons playing twin brothers who are gynecologists and they one of them one of them goes insane um that's a really good movie um is it it is it's a really it's it's oof oh boy yeah um (laughs) I don't know. I'm looking at the list and none of these are really that scary, so <laughs> It's it's interesting to me that I that like horror movies seems to be like a pretty strong and thriving subgenre of geekdom. Like a lot of people yeah. I know who I associate with being like big name geeks are also really into horror movies. Yeah, I mean there's whole like conventions for just <laughs> horror movies and stuff. Horror movies and B movies. Yeah. Um Okay, Sleepaway Camp, which is a pretty classic one from the 80s. Um, it's it's straight up just like there's there's a camp and someone's murdering people. But the last, the very last, like it's it's really schlocky and dumb. But the very very last scene of that movie is just like it has the killer standing naked on a beach, making this horrifying face and just like screaming. <laughs> and that just that scene. Like, I woke up in the middle of the night being like, oh man, I can't fucking sleep because that freaked me out. Wow. So that might be... Impressive. That might be one of them. But yeah, other than that, I mean, nothing really super stand out as, as like, scary, scary. Hmm. But... Yeah, I've talked a lot. Who wants to talk now? <laughs> did, did anybody... Nobody here went to uh, TwitchCon, did they? Nope. Well, nope. <laughs> no. All right, I, TwitchCon happened, but no one was yeah. there, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. My last six days were spent um, working f- 57 hours in six mm. days. Whew. So I don't have much in the way of interesting content to provide <laughs> regarding my last week or so. Fair enough. My like... week was really, really average. 
<laughs> All right. Doug did Great. normal things. It was totally normal. Things. Yeah, see, it's my break from classes, or it has been my break from classes this week, and I... I was like, I'm gonna do all this stuff. I'm gonna be productive and play some fun video games. I nope. I just did nothing all week. <laughs> yep, it was. Uh, I feel bad about it, but I also don't feel that bad. So that can be that can be like a great experience. The like, ah, fuck it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do nothing. It's pretty much exclusively a great experience. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. I mean, I still have to do dishes and um and uh, laundry. But... Fuck that. <laughs> You know, whatever. just pay somebody else. Yeah, I don't. I don't work fifty-seven hours a week, so I don't really. I don't have that kind of scratch, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, for whatever reason, with my job, my pay period starts on fucking Saturday. So like, Weird. that wasn't a fifty-seven-hour week. That was a forty-eight-hour week plus a day. Ugh. Which started this week. <laughs> it's like, that's, well, all right. That's weird. Thanks. It is weird because we our stores are closed on Sunday, so like you would think that Monday should be the start of the week then, but it's not. So mm-hmm. is Sunday just your only day off ever? No, I. I so How like, many I, hours do you work like on the days that you do work then? Um, usually nine to ten. Okay. Uh, I mean that sucks, but it could be worse. Yeah, but um. I mean, this was six days in a row, but it's not usually six days in a row. Okay. I, I have uh, Wednesday off this week. But last week, I got Saturday, Sunday off. Mm-hmm. And then I just worked Monday through Saturday, and then I start over. Mm-hmm. So, fun times. Ah, uh, the life of a working adult. Well. Guys, adulthood, isn't it grand? Ugh. No. It does have some benefits. It does. Uh, I'm not sure that it actually does. Well, I, you can just buy ice cream whenever you want. Yeah, I can have candy for breakfast. I actually have several pints of ice cream <laughs> in my freezer right now. I need to get ice cream. I'm also almost out of toilet paper, so I need to do that as well. Ice cream <laughs> See, and toilet paper. That's my plan after the after See, the show. When you're not an adult, somebody else buys the toilet paper for you. You yeah, may but... not be able to always choose when and where to buy ice cream, but you don't have to worry about that other shit. Yeah, that's true. That's the trade-off. And anyway. buying, buying both at the same time makes, like, buying chocolate <laughs> or ice cream or whatever while you're buying toilet paper makes it less annoying to have to buy toilet paper. Does it? It does. If you say so. All right. I thought you were going to say, like, makes the cashier give you a weird look <laughs> in the line. No. That's although, probably true, too. Although it's not uncommon for me to, like, have to go buy tampons and be like, you know what? I'm going to buy some candy, too. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want everyone to know what kind of a week I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> Seems yeah. legit. Yep. Ugh. This is the personal... Personal information TMI podcast. Welcome to the show. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, Damn you're it. Dead. All right. Well, that's probably a good time to intro the game. What do you say? I guess it's worse. So I went to nuclearthrone.com, uh, and according to nuclearthrone.com, nuclearthrone. Oh, what? Nuclearthrone.com <laughs> is no nuclearthrone is that Blam Beers. Wow, I can't talk. Latest action roguelike about mutants that spend their work days trying to fight for the throne in a post-apocalyptic world. The radioactive waste in the world allows mutants to get ahead by mutating new limbs on the fly, and the abundant availability of powerful weaponry makes the quest to become the ruler of the wasteland one fraught with peril. All of this is really just an excuse for, for us to make a fun action game. 
So it's a, an action roguelike, and uh, it's Binding of Isaac and Hotline Miami in a blender. And it's so cute. Is it cute? It's surprisingly well, adorable considering. Yeah, all of the enemies yeah. are just with, with their little stumpy legs. Yes, that's true. It's it's animated very well. It's quite uh, yeah. polished in that sense. And uh, even though you know it has the graphical fidelity of... Well, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> uh, it's still very charming and visually appealing. Well, yes. Yeah, but it's you know it's it's very pixely. It's it's yeah. you know a strong it's pixel extension. aesthetic. But right, exactly. It is a really good aesthetic. It's very very well done pixel art. Um, exactly. Because a lot of times it's not so well done. A lot of times people yeah, say yeah, we're yeah. gonna make we're gonna make this retro style game, and they're just like, well, I mean, it's easier, so here's, that's why we did it. Yeah, here's some shit sprites. Um, yeah, they're not shit sprites. These are exactly. It, it definitely feels like this is the way they wanted it to look from the get-go, not just the the only thing that they had right. the, the skill or resources to do. Not just, um, we have the budget for RPG Maker, so let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, so I, I played for 105 hours. Uh, and counting, evidently. Um, I played for six hours, according to Steam. In between between now and the last podcast. Oh gosh, I have not played very many hours. I've played like a few hours. Let me bring up your Steam and tell us what it says. I played like two and a half. All right. <laughs> like I said, yeah. like I said, this this was oh. going to be my week to do a bunch of stuff, and I just didn't do any stuff. That's all right. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like I, despite not being very good at this game, uh, I feel like I have a, a decent feel for it. So. Um, now I set out the so every three levels there's a boss of wait, some form wait, or another. Carl, how much did Carl play? Oh yeah, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen, 15. hours. Okay, I missed that. Um, so the fifteenth floor, I think technically, or maybe I'm doing my math wrong, but it's like the third major boss is Lil Bandit, and the challenge was to see who could beat Lil Bandit. So who did it? Wait, what's the <laughs> challenge right. to beat Lil Bandit? Yes, <laughs> that was that was the I idea. You did it. Wait, which, I figured you would. Which one? Um, the third boss. Okay, yeah, yeah I don't. A, I don't think I did. It's it's Boba Fett. I did not. Uh, I did not get to the third boss, but I may have gotten to the um, the like environment that holds the third boss. The snowy that, one where yeah, you get the snowy one. I got I, to the snow. I got to the first snowy level once. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's, that's that's the furthest I got. So, um, I will let you guys talk about your experience with the game, because I have 105 hours, so it's really difficult for me to really, um, like, speak about my experience in an objective way at all, but there's a a number of different characters, tons of different weapons, different mutations. I'd like to know what were, like, your favorite characters, your favorite weapons, the mutations you use the most often, all of that stuff. Well, so let's go, let's go through, like, a real quick breakdown of just what the flow of the game is Good like. Good idea. First. That was your job all the time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so basically, you get you pick one of a number of different mutants. Uh, each one has their own sort of special power. Uh, I usually went with Crystal, which is the one that can do a shield. I think starting um, out, you only have fish fish and Crystal. Fish and, then, and Crystal. And then the rest of you, you uh, unlock. unlock everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you unlock as you progress. Um, or you click the unlock button. Yeah, yeah, where yeah you, like, you unlock everything button. I should have done that. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't because it felt like cheating to mm-hmm. 
but so you you start in like a little desert landscape. Every all the levels are procedurally generated, so you know because it's a roguelike. So you you know wander through this space. The goal is to kill all the enemies in a given level. Um, there are also like treasure chests that can give you uh, like ammo and health and XP. And on each level, there's one treasure chest that can give you additional weapons. Uh, you can carry up to two weapons at a time, and then you have to like swap them out for new ones if you want a different one. And when you finish all the enemies on a given level, it opens up a little portal that sucks you to the new level. And if you have gained enough XP to level up within the past level, then you are given a choice of one of four mutations. Four are picked randomly from a large asso- uh, assortment of mutations, and you pick the one you most want, and then you go on to the next level, and it's just the goal is to survive as long as you can from level to level. It's The enemies get harder and harder. Some of them are kind of like bullet hellish, where they just like spawn a lot of bullets. You have very low health, so if you take like more than a few hits, you die. Yep. Um, and yeah, you go as long as you can. And hopefully uh, get to the nuclear throne. Which yeah. Is the yes. Goal. So we are trying to become queen, is what you're saying. <laughs> it always comes back to that. We're yep. always trying. That to is become the goal of every queen. game. <laughs> yeah, evidently. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. What were your favorite ways to try to become queen? I guess. I I got really used to using crystal because mm-hmm. for me none of the other ones that I unlocked none of the specials seemed to be as good as being able to just sit there and soak up a bullet wall if you can't dodge in time um, right. so I got to the point where it became a reflex to throw up the shield so I feel like now if I switched characters to anyone else I would be terrible at it because right. I would be just trying to throw up the shield all the time Yep. yeah I started off using crystal and then I changed and it was pretty much I died some stupid death. <laughs> yeah, I, I also used crystal. Um, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if crystal is like the one that beginners usually pick or yeah, if we're just all that. very cautious players, but yeah. I, not only did I go with crystal, but in every, every opportunity um, to increase my damage taking capacity or my longevity, um, yeah. Via mutations, I almost always went with it. Yeah, increase health, increase. And uh, if there were no really. health health modifiers available, then I went with ammo. I see. Okay. So. Yeah, my tactic was pretty much the same, but then I got to the nuclear throne and realized the <laughs> nuclear throne is a different game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I understand that the, the nuclear throne itself is some kind of boss. Yes. yes. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, the nuclear throne, once you get to the very last floor, is a boss. That floor has the weapons canister, and, or weapons chest, rather, and the ammo can... I guess they're both chests. The only canister is the rad one. But anyway, has those at the very like back of the floor where you start. So you have the option to pick up a new weapon if you wanted it or fill up ammo. And then you walk to the very end of this very long, wide hallway... And there's a throne sitting there with like some corpse in the seat. And you just have to fire a shot at the corpse in the seat to kill it. And then the whole thing just starts rumbling and making noises and the throne comes to life. Uh, so like metallic spider legs come out and it starts just shooting like basically Gatling gun lasers everywhere. That's cool. 
and then you have to kill the throne. And if you most recently added, there are some generators along the sidewalls, and you can't loop anymore unless you also kill the generators before killing the throne. Hmm, interesting. Uh, which is something that's that was new to me that I've discovered a few times. And I have not been able to kill the generators first, but I only learned about that like a few days ago, and I've been playing random characters instead of Crystal. Uh, to give some insight on that, Crystal is kind of like the, the character that most people start with. And there's, like, it's a very common consensus that what you guys went through is extremely normal, where you start with Crystal and get really used to that, and then you just don't learn to dodge effectively. <laughs> so you end up, like, really bad at the game for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, like, if you get better at it, though, Crystal ends up... Oh, fuck. Ends up not being a very good character. Like, not, Crystal's not bad at any point, but if you're good at dodging, you don't need Crystal, basically. Mm-hmm. So, so the you other... might as well get another a different power that is right. more useful to you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, like, as you become better, Crystal becomes less effective, but it's a... Uh, a good character to start with because you don't have to be very good at dodging to still feel good at the game and get fairly far and get familiar with everything. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening to a lot of people is that they stick with Crystal for too long, though, and then become bad at everything else. Uh, I really liked playing Melting and Rogue. So I really like Rogue, yeah. Melting I can't do. I'm not good enough at dodging, but Rogue is a lot of fun. So melting, I I I unlocked. That's the one that's got like two hit points basically. Yes. <laughs> um, but has it's had some really cool special ability. I forget what it was. You oh blow corpses up explode. Corpse. Yeah, exactly. You right click to blow up corpses. Yeah. So any corpses like, on the, the field corpses. explode yeah. and deal damage to anything near them. Yep. Which they is also pretty cool power. they also destroy projectiles. Interestingly. Nice. Oh. So if you are really good, you will see a bunch of projectiles that you can't dodge, blow up the corpses under them, and be fine. Um, but I'm not good enough to play Melting. <laughs> so so what's Rogue? I didn't get that far. Rogue uh, deals damage to yourself to spawn, like, little mini rogues. And oh, so the first that... one that you spawn costs one HP, all the others cost two. Isn't that mm-hmm. a rebel? Or, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogue is the one who um, is the IDPD, like, runaway. So you start with... <laughs> the the uh, interdimensional police force, which are yes, exactly. some enemies that come in of, the, like, the third area. Yeah. Yeah, no, so you're right. Um, Rogue starts with, instead of a pistol, like, the, the IDPD weapon, so it's an assault rifle that fires two bullets instead of three, <laughs> and shoots blue bullets, which is fitting. <laughs> Uh, and that has nothing, you know, obviously no effect on anything. It's just the aesthetic. But um, the special ability is that instead of rad canisters, you pick up portal strike canisters and you basically lay down an airstrike where you want it. And you can carry up to three portal strikes at once. The downside to Rogue, with all of that upside, is that A, you don't get rad canisters, so you're a little bit underleveled until you hit max level. So you have rad, to be for, good for, at that. for listeners who haven't played Nuclear Throne, rad canisters are like the little, basically, chests that you can randomly find in levels that have XP in them. Yes. Because uh, plutonium uh, is the XP in this game. Correct. Yes, thank you for that. So it, it took me, like, 
an embarrassingly long time to figure out that that's what I was picking up. I thought it was like some form of currency, and I was like, "What is all this that I'm getting? When do I, I mean, get to spend it?" It is a form of currency, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the downside to Rogue is that on every floor you just get random IDPD spawns. Like they never stop coming. <laughs> so you just constantly hear the police siren, and they show up, and you have to kill them. And, and it's not like a once per level. Right. Spawn. Exactly. After it's, a certain amount of time, I think. Yep. It's I, I don't know exactly how long. It might be like every 30 seconds or every minute. Um, but yeah, it's every... So it's you're a rogue the, cop uh, on the run. Exactly. I don't think you need to kill them, though. I don't think you do either. Um, I think you might need to kill, like, one one set of them. But the, the rest of them, you don't have to kill to move on to the next floor. I it just, may not even be that you need to kill one of them. I'm not sure. I just looked it up. Uh, the first pair of IDPD portals appears after you kill a certain amount of enemies on a level. The randomized amount is between 20 to 80%. And hmm. can be different on each area. And then the second pair of portals opens at the same time as the level-ending portal. So, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Neat. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I, just, I have the wiki up now, so... <laughs> yeah, cool. Rogue is the only character that I um, have not played a lot of. I just the the whole portal strike thing, and I, I I don't know. It just doesn't. I played every character but Rogue extensively first, and so not having rad canisters and having to do like portal strikes and deal with a lot of IDPD and everything is just weird to me. But I could eventually get it. I just am not used to it. So, what is your preferred? Your preferred um, character. So, in the last week, because we, we had a conversation, you and I, about your favorite character at some point, and you said it was Crystal, and in the last couple weeks, I've been playing mostly just random. Just I'll pick random and go. And that's just because I used to always play Crystal, but I am at the point where I can dodge about as well as I could shield. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter. Um, but I like, I think the most fun that I have is playing as Rebel, where I can hurt myself to gain little mini Rebels, <laughs> um, because that's hilarious, and if you get the throne butt mutation, which upgrades your, um, special power, then they shoot like they have mini guns. <laughs> it's insane. So they're really powerful, but you have to always be at low HP to take advantage of them. But unlike melting, you have a bunch of little things that are protecting you as opposed to just having to dodge everything ever. If you gain, if you spend HP to make the little ones and then you like gain HP back, do they disappear or like how do they do they go away if they're killed or over time or like? So they go away over time or if they're so they they basically take damage over time. Mm -hmm. So they have an HP pool and either that will be depleted by time or damage or both. Mm -hmm. Do the they automatically disappear if you switch levels or floors? Yeah, or do they so come two with you? things. The, at the end of the floor, they die just like anything else. Um, and they drop rads hmm. and occasionally even med kits. Um, the other thing is that Rebel gains half of uh, her lost HP per floor. Hmm. And I believe it's rounded down. So, like, if you're on an odd number, you should spawn another one before you die, or before you go down to the next level. Um, so, if you're at two out of eight, you'll get into the next level at five. 
So it incentivizes like making sure that you're actually not at max HP because you're going to get a bunch of free healing. Hmm. Um, so that's probably the one that I have the most fun with. I like Robot a lot because the passive ability is that Robot finds more powerful weapons sooner, and I really like some of the higher-end weapons and making sure I have my weapon loadout all set. Um, I don't really use gun nutrition the way that I should because the active ability is that I could eat weapons that I no longer need, and it'll either give me ammo or health, but I always forget about that. I like I like. That seems horror. like that would take a lot of time because it's it does. even even for me like something as simple as like there's a chest with a new gun and I have to like sit and decide if I want to pick up the new gun or not right. has gotten yeah. me killed on multiple occasions. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. That's that's gotten me killed too. It's you're not alone there. Um, I like so something as complicated as like let me switch these guns so I can eat this one and then switch yeah. back. Seems like that would take way too yeah. much time. Yeah. I mean, shout out to one of my favorite YouTubers, Northern Lion, who plays the Nuclear Throne daily. Um, there have been numerous times when he's just eaten the wrong weapon. Or if you're a player like us who's used to playing Crystal and sometimes you just have the instinct to right-click panic, you just eat whatever fucking gun you're using. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, fuck, no, well, no, please. <laughs> yeah, that, sounds, uh, that sounds like a problem. So yeah. oh, it can go horribly wrong, but I do enjoy getting like ridiculous weapons a couple floors earlier than I should. Um, I like horror just because I think horror is probably my, my most consistently good character. And the reason for that is that I don't really worry about the active. It's a rad cannon, so you can shoot your rads as a weapon instead of using them to like level up. Um, but every level that you get you get an additional mutation choice. So instead of choosing out of four, you choose out of five. So it helps like helps rule out a little bit of the RNG and getting the mutations that you want because you have a greater selection. Hmm. And for me, I think that's the character that I've been the best with lately because I, I don't worry about the active ability. I just kind of dodge and shoot and get the mutations and weapons that I want and just play the game, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, having the having the exact mutations that you want can make a really big difference yeah. in a playthrough. Yeah, so what were the favorite mutations and weapons for you guys in the, the time that you were able to play? I'm sure Carl will have <laughs> like an entire favorite build by now, but the rest of you... <laughs> The rest of uh, the rest of y'all poor scrubs. Uh, us us pleb tier more. Well, I mean, Carl's probably better than me already, and I have a hundred hours. So, of course, I'm better. <laughs> wow, wow, Carl, wow. Shots fired, as it were. Yeah. Um, it... Effectively and with great accuracy. Um, I I really like weapons that let me become just a a continuous bullet hose. So things like uh, pop guns and assault rifles and SMGs um, mm. and to some extent like the shotguns where I can make like a big spread of bullets because I often um, I, I don't mind games that require like high precision and accuracy. And in fact, I often in shooters enjoy like taking the sniper route, but I only like to do that if I have the sort of time and leisure to set up a shot which right. you don't have in this game. This game is yeah. all, like, super twitch, super fast motion. So I just like to be able to, like, fill the air with bullets while I'm running away. 
<laughs> so I so that that for that reason I like the really the really spray heavy ones. And for mutations, I think I went pretty similar to Kelso. I like things that increase my health, like uh, the rhino skin and the bloodlust ones. And um, I also ended up choosing scarier face a lot, which yeah. lowers the health of enemies. I, I would so go they with die that faster. Uh, what I saw yep. as well. Definitely. Yeah, and then um, rabbit's paw and plutonium hunger seem to be just like the straight up always good ones. Plutonium hunger means that you suck in XP drops from further away, which and is all super other drops. Useful. I, it only it looked to me like it was only like it only worked for plutonium. I never saw like a med kit come to me from further away. It would be further away than normal, but um, it's not it's not as far as rads do. As the plutonium, okay. Yeah. Um, if you're ice, you can do some. Yeah, with oh, eyes. Yeah. yeah, eyes eyes has telekinesis, so he can draw in stuff as his his actual special ability which i found not very useful because it also draws in enemies yeah so um, i i enjoy eyes only if i can get um the throne butt for better telekinesis and get oh fuck and get uh and get euphoria for slower bullets mm -hmm. because if you have those two when you hit right click for telekinesis you literally move bullets away from you like they just don't attra attract you anymore <laughs> Nice. So that's yeah. ice. That's the character I beat the throne with. Mm. Oh wow! Wow! Because I could get, you could pull in ammo, and that was super yeah. necessary. Yeah. I never got to the point where I was running out of. Like I only ran out of ammo maybe once or twice. Um, okay. I, I think just because I didn't, like I just didn't get far enough in the game that ammo was was maybe. scarce. I'm sure it would have later on, but. Yeah, I, I had sort of a similar experience with ammo, um, really early on too. Before, before I, because I'm more used to playing um, Binding of Isaac, where ammo is not a problem. Right. So, so I was sort of shoot all the time. Yeah, I was sort of in that mindset, and it took me, um, it took me a little bit, not too long, but it took me a little bit to sort of get over that frame of mind. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I, in terms of weapons, I like to have one sort of um, bullet hose as Kyla called it and one more more um, precision like I, I think I went with crossbows pretty yeah crossbows I can see how nice. people would like the crossbows I hated the crossbows <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love the crossbow. conversation that, well they take so long to reload so you get you know it's a really powerful single shot and if you hit with it it's great if you don't hit with it then you have to wait like ages until you can try again. That depends on yeah. the crossbow, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can well, get an auto crossbow, crossbow, and then it's like, well. And there are but, some uh, mutations that let you reload faster. That's true. Yep. Which... You have stress or trigger fingers. Um, so, Carl, what did you enjoy using? Yeah, I started off using crystal, as I said, and crossbows with the uh, out with the what's it called? So you don't have to aim. Oh, uh, bolt home, marrow. Yeah. Homing bolts, yeah. That's and then true. I got far, and then I realized I like this, but I don't really need it. Yeah. So I just took everything that gave me ammo, basically. <laughs> nice. Actually, that's okay. um, another thing about Crystal that I wanted to mention, because the, the big issue with, or the big thing with Crystal is that you get the shield. I actually... I picked Crystal not because of the shield, but because of the extra HP. And yeah. I yeah. didn't really use the shield as much as I thought I would. So maybe I That's should cool. just maybe I should just pick a different character. I don't know. 
Yeah, mm. I like the security of like having crystal and getting rhino skin, and then you have 14 yeah, as your right. max health, and you're like, I can take hits for days. And it is super nice to have that oh shit button in, yeah. in, in the yep. shield when when you are sort of in dire straits. By the way, for the, for you guys who like really um, bullet spraying kind of weapons, so Kyla, you might really enjoy steroids because you can shoot both weapons at once. Oh, and, that's one of the characters. Yeah, and yeah, not not literally take steroids, but <laughs> I thought it might uh, be a mutation I hadn't seen. <laughs> yeah. Nope, it's it's one of the characters, so he can shoot both weapons at once, and he makes all weapons automatic. <laughs> nice. Oh. <laughs> oh my stars and garters that seems like that could be fun yeah. he is a lot of fun to play like he's uh, you also are less accurate so like you need to take eagle eyes to get to the accuracy that everybody else has already mm-hmm. um, but at that point like as long as you take a bunch of mutations for ammo or whatever it doesn't matter most of the time <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of fun huh. um, so that's something that if you end up continuing to play the game I would recommend trying at some point yeah, based but, on uh, based on this play and our and our play of Overlord last time, I'm starting to realize that I I am much more of a fan of like chaos in gameplay than I thought I was. <laughs> as in, you enjoyed it, or yeah, as in I oh, enjoyed right. the the play style. I enjoy tends to be just like destruction everywhere all the just, time. Just the yeah, uh, the spray like and pray method. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. For me, I will take Scarier Face 100% of the time. Like, if Scarier Face is an option, it doesn't matter what else is there. It's my number one. Uh, Rabbit's Paw, Plutonium Hunger, and Second Stomach go after that. Um, and I, then... Scarier Face works on bosses, right? Yes, exactly. Oh, bosses mm-hmm. have less that, health, too. That's yep. so good on the throne. Like, significantly less. It's, like, 20 to 30%. So, yes, it's very powerful. Um, I think Common Convention says that, like, Rabbit's Paw is technically the best, and then Scarier Rabbit's Face is Paw, second. Rabbit's Paw, for the record, uh, causes just higher More percentage drops. of drops for, yeah. uh, like, health, ammo, everything, basically. Health and ammo, yeah. So, um, that, I think, is, like, you know, if you go online and find a tier list or whatever, that's going to be usually number one, but for me, Scarier Face is number one, Rabbit's Paw second, Plutonium Hunger, uh which attracts from further away second stomach which doubles the power of healing kits so instead of healing for two they heal for four Mm -hmm. and then after that i'll usually take stress or stress which uh, increases your damage or not your damage but your rate of fire based on how much hp you're missing or trigger fingers which uh, resets your reload timer every time you kill an enemy is it every time you kill an enemy or just sometimes when you kill an enemy? It's every time you kill an enemy. It's just not always fully reset. So it's like 90% reset or something. So there's still a tiny hesitation uh, or a little bit more depending on the weapon. But yeah. Um, anything other than that is kind of situational. Like I'll just take whatever seems best given the situation. I tend to like laser brain because I tend to like laser weapons a lot. Um... Like my, I always my favorite. pick that up in, and think, yeah, I'm probably going to use a laser weapon, and then I never see a laser weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't normally take it if I haven't seen one, but they're usually common enough that I might sometimes anyway, depending on what else is or isn't available. 
but I figure I'll almost always have laser pistol, and I really like all the lightning weapons, which um, Kelso and Kyla, you guys might not have seen yet, but... Yeah, I have no idea. Um, they're, they're laser-based weapons that don't shoot always exactly where you want them to, because they, they kind of fire an arc of lightning, basically. But uh, they deal a lot of damage, and they're very ammo efficient, and the arc of lightning will bounce between targets. Yeah, yeah. So you can hit multiple targets, like, around corners and shit, which uh, I find to be quite a lot of fun. So that's kind of where... So, like, I'll take impact risks sometimes, which makes corpses bounce further and deal more damage when they're bouncing or um, things like that. But it ends up being... Other than those top few, it ends up being pretty situational what I'll take. So Occasionally back muscle, I guess. Can I use can I use that to segue into a different topic? Yeah. Yeah. So so I want to talk like about the design of this game um, because Vlambeer is really good at just like juiciness and a lot of really like little subtle touches that greatly improve the design of the game. Right. Um, and it's little things like each weapon type has some small thing that makes it feel really good or unique like the uh you know you were talking about the energy weapons which you know fire fire powerful lasers but go through ammo really fast and so it's difficult to keep them keep them in ammo or um shell based weapons like shotguns the shots bounce around corners and can do like additional damage as they're bouncing around and it's I'm just I was very impressed as I was playing this by by all these little touches. Things like corpses when you kill something it the corpse bounces around and hits other enemies. Like that's yep. you wouldn't normally like that doesn't seem like a natural thing that you would think like ah oh, yes of course corpses do additional damage. <laughs> but yeah. it it works really well. It feels yeah. really natural and it it feels juicy and good when it happens. Um it, there's some really great subtle UI elements that they do. Um, the, there's, uh, each of the weapons falls into one of, is it five ammo types? Uh, yes, five ammo types. Yeah, so there's five different ammo categories, and each, each one is a little icon in the top that's, that's simple but distinct, and how much it's filled with orange is, like, the percentage is how much ammo you're carrying for that weapon type. So it's a quick glance. Low. Yeah, yeah, red if you're low. Uh, So it's like a quick glance in the corner to tell you, what am I carrying, and you know, like how much of it do I have left? Yep. So when you're trying to decide, I do I want this weapon or not? That, actually. <laughs> yeah. So if you're I trying to decide if you want a full nice ammo, weapon. I. Um, <laughs> well, well, the point is, you I don't could look into the. You could look into the corner if you wanted to. I could. Assuming you have full ammo is the worst assumption you can make in this game. <laughs> on weapons, you don't wear. I always yeah. assume I have full ammo. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's some pretty interesting, subtle, behind-the-scenes stuff going on with the random number generator about which drops you're getting. In terms of, like, I know, for instance, you get health drops when you're low in health, but I'm pretty sure you get all ammo drops all the time, but it's weighted towards the weapons that you're currently carrying. Yes. So yes. it's... And you if you end open up... a chest, it's the weapon you're using. Yeah. So it it has this really like uh well balanced effect of you you have in you usually have like just enough or like sort of borderline 
enough ammo for the weapon that you're using, but if you find a weapon of a different type that you'd rather use, you have a little bit of ammo to start with in that category, because you've been picking it up occasionally. I disagree with one thing here. Yeah? And that is, it's so frustrating when you, like, ran out of crossbow ammo, and you have to switch to a bullet weapon, and it's impossible to get bolts because you're using a bullet weapon. That's fair. It's Well, it is designed, I think, to make you have to switch up periodically, so you can't just pick one thing and just never-endingly use it. You have, to ki- you have to be a little bit adaptable, which I think adaptability is a very strong part of this game. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. Because also there's... It has... It, it very cleverly, like steps around um, a lot of common uh, roguelike problems related to random number generation and procedurality. Um, So, for instance, you know, you end up in a lot of different types of environments based on just how the map happened to generate. Sometimes you're in, like, wide open areas with tons of enemies, and sometimes you're in narrow corridors. And you kind of have to be able to handle both of them. And yet, For me, at least, it very rarely felt... Whenever I died, I always felt like, oh, that happened because I wasn't paying attention or I did something wrong or I wasn't, you know, I wasn't wasn't cautious enough or wasn't aggressive enough or whatever. Rather than, oh, this happened... I died because I just got a really bum draw and the random number generator was stupid, which can often be a problem with roguelikes. I had some really, really cheesy deaths, though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, occasionally <laughs> like, it does happen. Occasionally you, like, spawn on top of a car and explode. And so that that's yeah. a bug, which they fixed in the most recent patch. That that actually... <laughs> oh, they fixed that. Yeah, in the, in the first 90 hours that I played of this game, that had never happened to me. And then, you know, like, the most recent patch when we had our podcast saying that we were introing this game. The most recent patch for that just kind of broke it. Whoops. Because <laughs> um, it's, it, to full disclosure, I mean, the game is an early access, yeah. so... That's bound to happen with some things because uh, they update every week, uh, just without fail, basically. Um, so it's not unheard of for something to get broken, and that was a thing that got broken. So it was not intentional that you would spawn into a car. <laughs> I did spawn in the ice level uh, in a narrow room where my only exit was blocked by a flower, but I don't know if the flowers permanently like stop you from <laughs> traveling <laughs> through or not. Because I didn't get that far. I was killed before I got up to the flower. So you used Last Wish before you got there. Did yep. I? You must have. You took Last Wish, the mutation? Uh, I mean, I did sometime earlier. I don't think right before that level. Not right before, but at sometime on that run. Yes. Okay. So there are several secret levels that you can get to with only under certain circumstances. And one of them is... Um, that flower, you kind of hurt yourself three times on the flower, and it takes you to some jungle level, and you can only get there if you use Last Wish before that floor. Huh. Interesting. Um, there are a couple other things, like if you're on the first floor, like just the first spawn, uh, and you kill or... Uh, no, if you get all the items before killing more than one or two enemies then Big Bandit, that first boss, just spawns on that first floor. (laughs) And um, if you kill him quickly enough, you get some special, like, underwater-looking level. Interesting. Uh, If you loop... 
collar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you get a screwdriver and take it to the first snowy level where you get the birds, there's a gold-trimmed car on the first bird level that has uh, that if you hit it with a screwdriver, it will na- then have the E to use activated like subtitle. Mm-hmm. And it will explode, but t- teleport you to YB's mansion, which has a different soundtrack, which is dope as hell, <laughs> and a bunch of really powerful enemies. But then you get a golden weapon at the end of it, which is usually a weapon that's like a level or two higher than it should be, and golden weapons shoot faster than normal weapons do. So it's all even an upgraded version of whatever it is. Nice. Um, if you are on the sewers, which is the rat level, and you bring a grenade launcher with you, which are usually pretty abundant before then. Um, you will be able to blow up the sewer grate, which takes you to go meet the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There that are, would have been my guess. If you had asked me, what do you think happens? <laughs> I would have guessed, is there a Ninja Turtles reference involved here somewhere? There are four turtles and a rat that you kill on that floor, in addition to your normal normal fare of two chests and a rad canister. It's just the four turtles and that. And there are pizza boxes everywhere that if you hit, break them, they'll sometimes give you pizza, which is basically a med kit, but <laughs> it has a little pizza icon. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Do anyone here know anyone who likes using grenade launchers? I do. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. I, I mean, I'm afraid of them. I do not use them for a very long time, typically. There's a, there's a subset There's a subset of weapons which seem to be designed to let you accidentally kill yourself, and grenade Basically, launchers are among them. Yeah. Um, grenade grenade right. launchers and disc guns. Disc guns especially, yeah. I will not use a disc gun. Fuck that. <laughs> yep, I learned that but. one the hard way. I was like, oh cool, here's a new weapon, let's use it. Oh. <laughs> so... But uh, but I will use the grenade launcher, um, and I enjoy it only because... Oh, fuck, I just ate my shovel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to right-click to save myself from a fucking scorpion and ate my shovel. Uh, the as grenade launcher serves as a crossbow if you're careful. Like, it's basically a crossbow if you're careful with it. It's a crossbow not, that you oh. cannot hit corners by accident with. <laughs> Right, yeah. If you if you aren't careful, you will kill yourself. But if you are careful, it's basically a, a crossbow if you only have, like, a shotgun and your revolver or something. You know, you don't have one of those long-range heavy-hitting weapons get, yet. I felt like I managed to get pretty far sometimes with just the revolver. The revolver is the starting <laughs> weapon, and I would sometimes just skip all the chests in the desert in the hopes of getting a super chest. Yep. Um, just because I'm like, eh, I can handle this with a pistol. Yeah. Wait, um, is there super chests? Yes, so if you skip a weapons chest, uh, typically this should be any weapons chest you skip. The next floor will give you a super weapons chest, which gives you three weapons. I, I think the first couple floors are exempt, so I think that's why it would take you all three of well, those. Well, also, sometimes I think uh, I, I skipped it, but then like the explosion of the portal opening would like pop the chest, that so it didn't well. count. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, if you if you skip it, uh, and you don't, like, it doesn't get popped by the teleporting explosion, then you will get a super weapons chest, which has three weapons instead of two. And but I think, of like, extra there. ammo. Yep. But I'm not sure. So that's a that's a thing for that. Uh, that was a tool tip that popped up. It was like, try yeah. skipping chests. And I'm like, yes, exactly. okay. <laughs> okay, game. 
Yeah, if yeah. you say so. Yeah. Huh. Um, Which is yeah, nice the, of them because the, I would not probably have tried that otherwise. Yes. Because why there would are, you? There are a number of those which are actually kind of um, kind of neat. And then other ones which are just thematically appropriate. But uh, I've noticed like sometimes when I get a particular weapon type or something, it'll have a, a the little tooltip saying like lasers are good or um, one shot one kill if you get the crossbow or something like that you know so it's it's somehow paying attention to what you're doing yeah. enough to give you neat little tooltips yeah again little a bunch of little subtle things about this game that are just like real real nice design yeah design moments I, I especially yeah. loved um, the way that when you when you have a when you're you just like a new weapon has dropped and you go over to it to see if you want it or not. Um, part of the like name that pops up is the ammo icon. So you can see like, Oh, yeah, this thing I'm I've about to equip. Do that. I have ammo for that? I've actually never noticed that. And the yeah. only reason I've never noticed is that I always, I, that might be new, but I've always paid attention to like which ammo type it gives me when I open the chest. So then I know, because yeah, that's the other thing is if you, you just walk over the weapon, it gives you that ammo type. Yeah, well, it's also, um, is that true of ones that are, like, dropped by enemies, though? Yep. Oh, all right. At least as far as I know. I guess I could be wrong. You could be, but you're probably not. Yeah. <laughs> right? I've played this more than that, so I assume. <laughs> Statistically, it is likely that I am correct, but... So, my one complaint about this game, um... I, I enjoyed playing it. I'm glad we played it. But I felt like, after having played it for like six hours or so, I really wasn't improving that much. And that was kind of frustrating to me. And it might just be because that that like car park level is so goddamn hard. It is. Um, but it, I don't know. I felt, for me, that felt like a sort of bottleneck where I'm like, eh... I don't know if I really want to keep trying to get past this because I've like I've died on it so often I'm just starting to get frustrated now. Yeah. I mean, so what I found is that I sort of got so I could get to the ice level pretty if I wanted to basically. Mm -hmm. But what I did is I got tired of the first level so I started playing them really really recklessly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm you kind do of have in to go that. back. That's that's an unavoidable part of roguelikes is that when you die, you got to go back to the very, very beginning and do all the beginning stuff again. Yeah, and I'm kind of in that boat, Carl, where I usually play the first few levels pretty recklessly, but then I usually find that I kind of kick myself for it. <laughs> um, but it is something that I've kind of fallen into the trap of as well. But I, I don't know. For me... And I think this is, you know, just a playstyle thing. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think it speaks either way about the game. But um, for me, just the fact that I knew every time that I died, it was for something that I did wrong or could have done better. I always, like, it never frustrated me that I wasn't improving maybe as quickly as I wanted to. Because yeah, I knew that, that was... For sure there are people for idea. whom that kind of frustration is a motivator to keep playing. Like, that's right. the thing they enjoy about the right. game. Just like everybody who plays Dark Souls, which yeah. makes sense that Carl and I both, you know, enjoyed it and ended up being pretty good at it because we both 
enjoy playing games like Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's kind of funny to put them in the same conversation given how wildly different the games are, but I think they appeal to the same kind of gamer vaguely. Yeah, for sure. At least there are lots of like aspects about them that are appealing yeah. in the same way. Yeah. Right. So that's that's definitely something that I can understand. It didn't affect me negatively, but I can definitely see how somebody would get frustrated by that. I'm I'm pleased to hear about all these like secret Easter egg things because yep. that's that's like that seems like that would be a lot of fun for uh, for extra depth if you're just sort of you've been playing for a long time and you're used to it. Yep, and there's also just a mechanic that we haven't really talked about at all, which is the throne or uh, the crown. Sorry. So you can get, if you break the IDPD portal and the IDPD spawns, and then you break it again. um, So the the IDPD portals are like basically little stargates in the level where if if enough bullets hit them over the course of the level, then a bunch of police, like tiny little policemen show up (laughs) and start shooting everything. That is exactly what happens. Including, Um, uh, Including other enemies, right? Yep. That's true. Yeah. I don't think they shoot at other enemies most of the time, but their bullets can damage other enemies. So the uh, crowns are acquired by opening an IDPD portal, getting the police to spawn, and then killing enough enemies near the portal. Because the portal, once it's open and the IDPD is spawning, sucks in rads. So you're basically it's stealing XP from you. Mm-hmm. So you have two so options. You're, you're charging the portal, sort of. Yep. So you have two options. One is you kill the portal before it's fully charged in that sense. And then you get the rads that it sucked up and you don't lose anything. The other thing you can do is um, let the portal fully charge and then break it. And when you do that, it's a just a green portal into like some other dimension. And you can pick up what's called a crown, which is just basically a special modifier for your run. Um I'll see if I can do it on the next floor here because I'm on the spider level and there's no IDPD portal here. But um, you get you can get uh, all the crowns have a a plus side and a downside basically. So none of them are just straight up upgrades. So I normally don't play with a crown because it's all just too much for me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Or, Kelso, since you're on the wiki, you can tell us what the crowns do. I can do that. Let's see. Um, they do a lot of shit. Yeah, there are a lot of them. There are like eight of them or something. And they do a lot of interesting things, but I just don't remember because I never open it up. Okay. I um, open it by accident sometimes. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. Um, there are one, two, three, four, five, six... 8, 9, 10, 11, uh, 12 crowns? And, yeah, so there's, like, Crown of Death removes 1 HP from your character's max health, um, adds 3 small explosions to every big explosion spawned in the game, um, <laughs> adds... Sounds dangerous. Yep. Um, for every explosive weapon that fires mini grenades, it adds 1 extra mini grenade per shot. Cluster grenades will split into nine mini grenades instead of eight. So Crown of Death basically just um, more explosions. Explosions everywhere. Yep. Explosions and everywhere. Literally, the tooltip is more explosions. I think that's all it says. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, Crown of Guns uh, disables 
ammo drops from enemies adds an 8% weapon drop chance to all enemies. So basically they'll drop guns instead of uh, yeah. ammo, is my understanding. Uh, rabbit's paw further increases... Uh, rabbit's paw is a mu mutation. Are they all yeah, like listed it's, in the same it's, thing? It's, I see. Well, that one's listed specifically under Crown of Guns. Um, oh, I see. So I guess that bumps it up to 40% instead of whatever it is. Oh, so it increases the effectiveness of the rabbit's paw mutation I'm or guessing. something like that? Sort of, yeah, I guess, if you like a lot of guns. Instead yeah. of... I mean, I guess that's why it's called the Crown of Guns. Yep. Uh, Crown <laughs> of Hatred, uh, opening stationary chest gives you 16 rads and deals 1 damage to your character, which can kill you. Um, opening a stationary <laughs> med kit will heal you first and then deal one damage. <laughs> uh, red canister, rad canisters give you 16 more rads and deal a damage. Breaking the rad canister from a distance won't give you extra rads and won't deal extra damage. Uh, Crown of Destiny. Mutation choices will be limited to one instead of four. Oof. Uh, so you just get the random mutation they give you, basically. basically. Does that have an upside, though? Uh, you get one yes. random mutation right away. That's what I thought. Okay. So it's just an something. extra mutation. So, yeah, you get an extra mutation, but the rest of them you just can't pick. Yeah, but that if you take terrible. that at like, well, if you take that at like level eight, because the maximum level is ten, mm -hmm. so the last mutation you can get is ten. Mm -hmm. So if you take that at eight or nine, like you get the last IDPD portal available in the game or something. Yeah. Um, and you take that crown at that time then maybe you're costing yourself one good choice or something, but you're getting an extra mutation you wouldn't have had otherwise for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, the Can you have more than one crown at a time, or is this like a one-shot thing? Okay. You, you, can, you can swap your crowns. I see. So you can go back in and get a different crown, and then you, you get rid of your old crown, or you can just dump your crown entirely. So in theory, you could get Crown of Destiny... And I've never tried this, but I, in theory, you can get Crown of Destiny and then dump it on the next floor as long as you play your cards right. But you would lose some radiation because you have to charge the portal with rads. So. Yeah. Also, Kelsa, if you're on the wiki, do you see the awesome art? Where? For the icons. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. The uh, placeholder icons <laughs> that are great. For what now? For the crowns, they're just. Uh, I hope they just keep that in game. I hope so too. <laughs> they um. <laughs> they they were they had to be made in NMS paint. Like there's no. Oh yeah. There's there's no other possibility. Yeah, it's it's just like placeholder art that is uh. Glorious. Yeah, it it just it's basically just unintelligible uh, MS paint drawings. Um, the I'm other at them now. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's a whole bunch of crowns, and I'm not gonna read the rest of them because that'll take forever. Unless unless you want me to do that, I could do. No, that. that's okay. Okay. Um, but there was one other Easter egg I forgot to mention. If you are looping, the IDPD no longer waits for you to break their portal; they just spawn in a van, <laughs> and the van breaks a portal open and just drives through a bunch of shit, and it will sometimes kill enemies and sometimes just run you over if you aren't able to react quickly enough. If you are super good at what you're doing, you can hijack the van oh. and then drive it back to the IDPD. And then you go through an entire loop in the IDPD like police department. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't done it. I've tried. 
it's a very difficult maneuver to pull off. So what exactly do you have to do to hijack the van? Um, so actually, on I read it on the wiki, and I'm pretty sure it's just like you have to... Before the van has stopped moving, uh, you have to get right up in the van's grill and like press E during like this half-second window right before the van comes to a complete stop. And if so you, you do have that, to basically, if you fail, you get run over by the van. Is yes, what happens here. Exactly. <laughs> if you fail, there's a high likelihood that you have been run over by the van. Um, so it's a difficult maneuver to pull off, but it's something I really want to do because you completely like you. It's a whole set of levels in that place rather than just like one level like every other Easter egg. So the the uh, I'm told that the lore related to the IDPD is that they are from the only dimension that has not experienced this nuclear apocalypse, and they're <laughs> trying to prevent like mutants from getting through into their non-apocalypsed world and wreaking havoc. Hmm. Uh, huh. So literally, the thing you do is the thing they are trying to stop you from doing. <laughs> That's amazing, That's actually. I really like that. That is pretty great. Should we talk about looping? Uh, yeah, we can talk about looping. Um, yeah. Basically, looping is um, what happens when you kill the throne and the four generators, which is just the, the last level in the game. Uh, if you do that, then the portal, instead of, or rather, instead of just sitting on the throne and getting an ending cinematic, you get a portal to go further, and you get another boss, and then you get to start over, basically. But in starting over... Uh, now every single enemy type and weapon type is available on every floor. So you no longer have... Like, you don't start over at level 1. You're starting over at level 10, basically, but on the same floors that you just went through with tons and tons of enemies and all sorts of shit going on. So it's, and, uh, I was going to say victory lap, but it's kind of the opposite of victory lap because it's Yeah, it's, it's a much harder victory lap. <laughs> exactly. It's total chaos. Yeah, it's complete chaos. There are tons of enemies. There's uh, like, for people who loop frequently, um, mutations like sharp teeth, where if you take damage, everything on the screen takes damage with you, or uh, impact wrists, where corpses deal more damage. I did enjoy sharp teeth a lot. <laughs> <laughs> those mutations are super valuable to those people um, because specifically they help out in those scenarios like if you have a complete clusterfuck of enemies mm -hmm. impact wrists and scarier face or not scarier face sharp teeth solve that problem pretty frequently for you hmm. um, so it's a completely different game once you get past that loop basically it's I, I it seems like that shouldn't work in terms of like just mentally thinking about it the idea of like you c congratulations! You finished the game. Your reward is play it again, but harder. <laughs> um, so the idea, but it's... like I get it, but it just it, that seems it seems counterintuitive. It's so I mean, it's new game it's, plus, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's a new game plus. There is like an ending cinematic if you don't kill the generators uh, with the throne, and then that's the end of the game, and you just you're done with that loop. But uh, the Nuclear Throne has a daily, like a daily challenge that's the same seed for everybody. So it's the same level layout, same mutations, same weapons, etc. Um, that you can play. And so it's kind of for that score attack sort of person who does the daily every day or something. 
the only thing that really differentiates people at high scores is how far they loop. Yeah. As opposed to because everybody like finishes how the game far they at get. that point. Yeah. Well, not everybody, but everybody well, at the top end of it. Yeah. 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 So no, I mean it makes daily. sense. And if the if you're playing the game for like challenging yourself as much as possible, then right. you want to you know if you hit the ceiling, you want to continue challenging yourself. So. Uh, but yes, as Carl said, we should talk about the daily. Well, um, I wanted to ask: is, yeah. is the daily just a random seed? Yes, but it's a random seed for everyone. Everybody, yeah, it's the random seed, but everybody has the same seed. Does that, if that makes sense? Yeah. 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 yeah, I only played. I tried one daily, and it was actually um, the first time I ever got to the like the purple spider cavern area. Mm. Um, so the first time I ever beat the second boss, basically, yeah. and o- which only happened to me twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, sorry, three times, because I also died in the Crystal Caverns one additional time. Mm. Um, but it was it was interesting, and I had thought in the beginning that it must be a purposefully designed level, just because it, it there ended up being, like, um, three of those uh, infected canisters on the first floor. So I was, like, way high XP compared That's to... That's really odd. But, yeah, huh. compared to everyone else, or like compared to like all my other runs, I think this is you played this one too. I think because this is the one we were comparing. I think so, yeah. when we were talking, but it just like there was just so many of the little maggot enemies. Um, so the infected canisters uh, in the desert, if you shoot them open, they're full of little um, like plutonium-ridden maggots, basically. And if you kill the maggots, they drop extra plutonium. So it's just like a big XP dump. And there were a couple of those, and a lot of like regular maggot enemies, and there was just so much XP on the first floor. I'm like, ah, this must be like this has never happened in the randomness. This must be a specifically designed level, but I don't think it was. I think we just drew a really weird level. Hmm. It was fun though. I got I got really far because yeah, of that. Definitely. Yeah, I've had like most of my dailies. I think I end up in. The twenty to twenty five percent, like top twenty to twenty five percent range, but I've had several that have been in like top six or top seven or top five percent, not number, but percent. So I can have a really good run sometimes, but most of the time I'm just a little above average. That's pretty good. What, what, probably, is, what is a little above average? Like how far do you get to be a little above average? Um, little bandit. Basically, well, bandit. Okay. Yeah, if you if you beat him, you're a little above average. Like I'm most still, of my runs, I'm still I can beat. dying in the sewer area for the most part. So. Yeah, I mean, yep. the sewer area is a bitch. It's it's not. I die there sometimes too, just because it sometimes gets ridiculous. Okay. Well, I feel I feel better now knowing that uh, I'm not alone in in dying a lot in the sewer still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I can see this being a game that like. Uh, so one of the most brilliant things design-wise is that uh, it's one click to re- to restart. Mm-hmm. Like there's, yeah. there's one button to go back to the menu if you want to switch characters, but if you just want to start again, one one click and you're playing again. Um, yeah. So it's really easy to just try again and try again and try again. Which is yep. super important. Or you can just hit this. R. You don't yeah. even have to click. You don't even have to do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's, I like, that's why... Oh, your your hand is already there. Yeah. You just tap R. Yep. The retry shortcut is one click, 
to go back to menu and start over is three clicks. Yep, yeah. <laughs> it's Almost actually harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually harder to quit than it is to to try again. <laughs> Um, yeah. Which is which is a great design element, as as Kelso was saying, for a game like this, because this is all about like continuous retrial, as as roguelikes are. Yeah, and right. I mean it's it's the same thing they did in Super Meat Boy, where you die and you're just immediately alive again. Okay, might as well just keep going, right? Yep. So. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. uh, but yeah, it's definitely the sort of game where I could see, you know, if you're the sort of person who likes to really practice and get good at something. Um, that you would play, you would play this a ton. Yeah, and, and which not, is why you've played it a ton, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's not even it's like that sort of gameplay is actually relaxing to me. So it's not even like I'm playing it specifically to get better. It's just it blocks out like whatever you know. If I had, had a long day or something, I just block everything out because I'm just trying to be good at this game. Yeah, it's very and stream it's, of consciousness. Yeah, exactly. So I it's always did something else. While I played Nuclear Throne, really, I was watching lectures and. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I I could see listening to audiobooks or yeah. or doing yeah. stuff like that, so that you you're just it puts you almost more in this sort of Zen flow of it because you're not a hundred percent focused. I found right. that to be very true. Um, back when I used to play DDR a lot, is that if I would do better if I was not a hundred percent focused on what I was doing. If I was ever so slightly just kind of thinking about something else, my body would just kind of take care of the reaction stuff for me. And whereas if I tried to consciously think about it, the conscious thought would get in the way. Yeah, I, I believe yep. there's a word for that. I think it's called being in a flow state. Yeah, that is... that is. A... Oh, I thought you were going to like make some sort of joke. No, no, that's, no, that's yeah, actually it what it's called. called. Flow it's called state. flow state. That's why, um, that's why that game company's first game was called Flow. Fuck. Because okay. his uh, his project was all about, um, Genova Chen's project was all about uh, the flow state and like what brings on the flow state and stuff mm, like that. So go. that's why they called it flow. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, I can see that. I don't always like pay a hundred percent attention to it. I'll I can watch videos or something you can do alongside a podcast it. And play <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can do a podcast. I mean, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten the little band. Well, I got two little banded once, so I'm not doing it very well. Oh, that's okay. But I can. Play. You're doing about average. Um, <laughs> right. And it can totally screw you over if we yeah, RNG. Is... Yeah, I mean, it's sort of RNG. Depending on like the layout, it can be worse than anybody would like it to be. Um, mostly, I find that I had some opportunity to make it better. Like, if if I go into the level and I know that this is the little bandit level... And I immediately see that the layout is god awful for dealing with Little Bandit. Like, I have to hope that I carried a bullet spray weapon with me that far, and then I just go buck fucking wild on yeah. creating as much space <laughs> as possible. I totally remember that just running around shooting everywhere. <laughs> Shoot every goddamn thing there is, and then eventually you'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, Little Bandit is not the most fun thing in the world to deal with just due which to the boss, which boss is the most fun uh, the dog the dog is fun yeah i mean it's it's easy as hell but it's fun uh especially if you're a crystal yeah <laughs> oh fuck me 
Big uh, dog is yep. big dog is like a bullet hell, like spinning spinning in a circle, creating a spiral of bullets, which you yeah. can either dodge if you or like stand behind a corner and they just harmlessly hit the corner, or if you're crystal, you just turn into your shield form and then and just they get reflected back towards big dog and sometimes yep. hurt it. We we didn't actually mention melee weapons much, but uh, if you're wa- melee weapons. I never yeah, use yeah, yeah. melee weapons. I was like, this seems this seems like a bad idea. Why I'm would I want to be this close it. to enemies? I enjoy them. Uh, like if I if I can find a lightning hammer, I will take it every time. But the that's lightning because hammer, lightning hammer. Because lightning. I mean, the later melee weapons is really good. I think. Yeah, but even the and especially ones, it helps a lot with the throne. Yeah, it also helps a lot with. Just ammo in general, I was like say, ammo. having that problem. But uh, I, I'll take the wrench most of the time. I'll take the sledgehammer most of the time. Like if I don't have really good alternatives. Um. Oh fuck. But I, I like them because if you're on big dog or something, you just walk in and just smack all of his bullets back at him. You don't even have to be crystal. You just hit them all back at him, and he kills himself. Things like that. Um, or Big Dog makes the coolest, most bizarre noise. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's like just an audio feedback sound combined with yeah. metal screeching somehow. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, yeah, on the top of like the cool sound things to do to make the game more interesting. That's definitely one of them. Yeah, it's like the sound that like you imagine Mecha Godzilla would make. Yep. Oh. Sound design in general in this game is pretty great. Yeah. Like, Every makes a good sound. Um, but most fun Everything boss in this game really, really screams action. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the the sound <sighs> especially really contributed to that. that I think I, of juiciness. I would say for a, a lot. Yeah, I think I like the throne the most, but um, on a loop. Oh fuck! There's a boss called Mom, which I think is an homage to Binding of Isaac. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably. It has to be. Um, because they share too much in common for it not to be anyway. But, oh, fuck me. I died in the sewer. Uh, shit, what's the... Those... Have you guys... So, like, the, in the sewer, there's the enemy that, when it dies, it shoots a green projectile in every direction, right? Yeah, but like exploding frogs. Yep. Have you ever had an exploding frog um, next to one of those poison canisters when it explodes. Yes. Okay. I'm not sure. Possibly off... Like, I, I often shoot things that are slightly off-screen in that level, so... Yeah. So, what ends up happening when you do that, if you haven't, is the exploding frog is now bright green and just shoots those green projectiles everywhere all the time and runs around. Oh yeah, that did happen. To really? Me. Yep. Yes. That happened that, to me. No, that did not happen to me. <laughs> and it was real real annoying. Yeah, and it's it's fairly scary as well. But mom is that but gigantic and spawning more of that. <laughs> oh boy. And and little bubbles that also shoot like those projectiles everywhere when they pop. Mom is the looped sewer boss. So if you get to the sewer on a loop there's a boss there, and its name is Mom. Hmm. And I find that the most fun only because it is so ridiculous that if you get to the end of it and you kill Mom, you're like, I just did an amazing feat. <laughs> like, I accomplished something incredible. 
So that's the most fun for me, even though it's also infuriating most of the time. It's the uh, risk-reward for feeling awesome. Yeah, yeah I was going to exactly. say, that seems to be a strong theme in this game, is the idea of, like, you know, high challenge, therefore, like, high high feeling of, of accomplishment. success. Yeah, an yeah. accomplishment. It's the... It's a... I don't know if Day9 would like this game, but it definitely fits his philosophy of, like, really low lows because you get really high highs mm. sort of enjoyment. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that covers everything I wanted to say about the game, I think. Also, this is entirely unrelated, but earlier, um, because my cat was quiet during the last episode, I was accused of murdering my cat, so <laughs> he's sitting on my lap right now. I'm trying to get him to talk. Hey, kitty. There we go. Just <laughs> proof that I didn't murder my cat uh, for anyone who was worried. Oh, worried. good. Um, oh, a couple little things for anybody who would be playing the game or you guys who might continue to play the game. If you kill assassins before they wake up, or you kill alligators before they start pointing their weapons, uh, they drop more rads. Oh. Nice. A lot of little things that you start nice. learning as you start going through it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well. All right. Do we have any I think that's. Any? I was gonna say. I think that's everything. I pretty much wanted yeah. to cover. Yeah. Cool. I'm I'm glad we I'm glad we played it. Vlambeer is very good at what they do, obviously. Yeah, I would agree they with are. that. They also did. Um, didn't they do ridiculous fishing? Uh, that uh, pardon sounds me. Sounds right. I think that was them. That's the one where you you fish up uh, fish from the lake and then throw them in the air and shoot them with guns. I'm um, sorry. That's why <laughs> yeah. I called ridiculous fishing. Um, they also that's did, amazing. They also did Luftrausers, which I know yeah. I've never played it, but I have. I have some friends who really like that game. I think I played like a like an early um, prototype think, of that. I've seen no, that was the time Rami was sleeping good. on our couch. Oh, there you go. I've se- I think I've seen that get good feedback on Steam or something, but yeah, yeah, it's just a little like um, sort of like um, Air Force shootery kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was it it felt juicy. It was good. They also did Super Crate <laughs> Box, juicy. which was uh, which I think got some attention at like um, GDC and stuff. Yeah, neat. That's one that I I've I I've heard of it. I don't think I know anyone who's actually played it. Um, Super Crate Box yeah. or uh, yeah, but you I've know, I've seen it played but never played it myself. Yeah, they're they're very much these little sort of like, you know. Twitch, just fun, simple, quick mechanics that yes. you can kind of like just, do on um, loop. Just like yeah. very Stuff. tight experiences, I guess. Yeah. Is yep. how, I would, how I would describe them. Yeah. So I guess uh, the next game is Hell. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit similar. <laughs> it's a bit similar. In that it's totally not anything like nuclear. Uh, well, no, it's also like highly depressing. Spoiler alert! It's you're gonna super, be super sad. depressing. <laughs> so I the mean, next game yeah. is ca- the cat. Also, you can't talk. Like <laughs> nothing depresses you. All right, and you have a cat. I have a cat. I'll, I'll, I'll make That's sure. That's Kelso is the cat lady. I, I am. All right, so and, Carl, tell us about the cat lady. Well, it's a game released in 2012 by Harvester Games, I think. This was the first game. I'm not sure if they made any more since that. And it's oh, a game Swedish? that's not Swedish. That's I think bad. They're, they're European somewhere, I think. 
And okay. it's a game that tries to limit its target audience as much as possible <laughs> by being an emotional horror point-and-click adventure game. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at some of the You're screen caps wrong. now, yeah. and this already seems like I'm going to have a tough time handling it. <laughs> Dude, I, did I mention depressing. I don't do well with scary things? It's... Kyla, I had a tough time handling watching somebody else play it. <laughs> so, enjoy. Yeah. There there are definitely some scares, but it's more ambiance. It's, yeah, it's mostly, it's not like jump scares for the most part. It's just goddamn creepy and depressing. I have, I have played some stuff that I felt was, like, really creepy. Kelso, were you the person who's also played 999? Yes. Is it better or worse than 999? <laughs> Uh, better or worse, what in terms what is, of being scary, like um, more or less or it's different? It's more. It's um, it's a lot yeah. more like um, gruesome. I would say yes. with nine nine nine, the scariness is like in the implications. Mm-hmm. Nothing is implied. This is all just like <laughs> yep. here's a whole bunch of terrible shit you got to deal with right now. Um, God, I I want to I I just want to see Kyla's face in like the first fifteen minutes of the game. God. It's, it, it hits you I just want to see your face watch right that. <laughs> I am I am yeah. clearly going to have a tough time with this, but this was Carl's pick and we're going to play it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Suck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is which is good cuz I I was also suggesting this at one point. Um Yeah. But this I, time around I, it's Carl's pick, so I'm going to watch it be played because it's a point and click adventure, so I don't feel that like mechanically, it's yeah, that's fair. Super necessary for me to have the experience yeah, of pointing and clicking it's myself. Very standard, yeah. Adventure game setup, mm-hmm. but uh, the game itself is quite interesting. So yeah, I think I think it's all about the plot. Yeah, yeah, and and beyond, you know, being able to talk about the game itself, this might possibly also open up some conversation about um, mental illness, portrayal of mental illness in games, things like that. Maybe. Yep. Yeah, good. So you you play as Susan Ashworth, who's known as the crazy cat lady, who is a middle-aged woman on the verge of committing suicide. Okay, so, strong start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. you try to commit suicide, and you get saved by someone. I think. Anyway, you, you end up in a hospital, and you have sort of made a deal with. I don't. If I remember correctly, she's called the Queen of Maggots. Uh, that sounds right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're right. All right. So that's up for a pleasant surprise. Meanwhile, Kyla sounds extremely uncomfortable. No, I'll I'll handle it. I'll be uh, well. I might not handle it, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah. If I mean, like, I think we've we've just sort of made it okay. Like, if you just want to watch a let's play of it, that's. That's cool as well. I, you know, I want to try it myself. Yeah, and that's I, because too. I, 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 as much as like games like these are very much outside of my comfort zone, I do think it's important to do things out of your comfort zone periodically. Um, and I, when I played Nine Nine Nine, that was very outside of my comfort zone, but I enjoyed it. A, I enjoyed the experience a lot, despite it, the fact that it scared me uh, in certain parts. <laughs> I, I'm just glad they didn't make me do the Sudoku puzzle at the end of 999. That was the scariest part for me. That was here's, the best! Here's a big-ass Sudoku puzzle. And I was like, oh man, am I going to have to solve this? I'm so bad at Sudoku. And no, then it's... the game just solves it for you. I'm like, cool, thanks. That's really? funny. You do have to solve it, though. Don't you? I did. Did you play on a different difficulty? I don't think... I think there's only one difficulty. I don't know. Maybe, maybe... I solved the Sudoku. Oh, I... 
I think okay. I think you have to like solve part of it, or something. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's but at, at any rate, the uh, the the final boss fight of nine 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 is a Sudoku. <laughs> yep. Wonderful. Uh, but it's kind of amazing because you have to. Um, there's this whole running plot in that game about um, this idea of like alternative alternate timelines and um, like n- knowing things that happen in the future because um, morph- of like morphogenic a, fields. I think yeah, is like some pardon? like another version, a, a person in the, that alternate timeline that you're communing communicating with experienced it, or an alternate <laughs> version of you experienced it. Yeah. Um, okay. So the what happens is in this final uh, in this final level is that there's a girl in the alternate timeline who's basically being held in this murder room, and they're forcing they're trying to test to see if this you know they can get this psychic communication thing to work. So you have a Sudoku and you have to solve it and give her the answers so she can get out of this murder room. Oh, okay. Um, and they make you turn the DS upside down. To see it from her point of view, yeah, oh, I forgot. Which about is kind that. of fantastic. It's like it doesn't actually affect anything, but it just it it felt really amazing in the moment. Yeah, it, it huh. goes back to all the all the cool little shit that they did with the DS. Yeah. Anyway, so we're playing the the crazy cat lady next. Yeah, we're playing the cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> Not nine, nine, nine. Because I'm people would have bit... to go out and buy DSs if we were going to play yeah. that. So. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm also a bit scared of the like darkness because i don't deal well with it <laughs> honestly yeah uh, the reason that i'm watching it is because i've already watched most of it mm-hmm. um but i didn't finish specifically because it was difficult for me to actually keep up with like there was a point at which i'm i just realized that i was getting depressed by watching it and i had to stop um but i will so finish we're all it. we're all gonna be outside of our comfort zones yeah yeah exactly. and I, just, I just finished fran bow which is Sort of similar point-and-click adventure game. We're all gonna There's play. There's a cat involved. We're gonna play the cat lady, and then we're all gonna have to like go back and play Dropsy to make ourselves feel better. <laughs> well, oh, if Lord. we if we go to my game next after that, my game is is beautiful and relaxing. So yeah, it is. I don't know uh, what your game is. What is your game? A, well, no, we won't. We will reveal it next time. Oh, I can fine, tell you off. I'll fine. tell you off stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You off, should off podcast. You should remember it, but. <laughs> you, get a, you get a pass. Know that I don't pay attention to you people. <laughs> I, know, I know you're you're too busy playing Nuclear Throne literally every time we record an episode, right? That's not true. Um, <laughs> this oh is the goodness. only one that I've played Nuclear Throne through. <laughs> All the way through, anyway. <laughs> right. Fair. There was at least one other episode that I started Nuclear Throne and maybe played like a run, but you know, okay. it's different. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're going to play the Cat Lady. We're all going to be a little bit emotionally disturbed. Um, and hopefully you listeners will come and be emotionally disturbed with us. It's It seems appropriate for the beginning of October, right? We're playing a scary game. Yeah, um, I, I, I yeah. don't disagree with that. That's a good call. I mean, I do, but that's fine. Theoretically, probably we should have played this for the end of October, but that's whatever. That's I was going to go with that. <laughs> that's okay. But... We can we can all just pick up, like, Soma and play that for the end of October. Oh, my I don't lord. Know I made my friend play it because I didn't want to... <laughs> played myself because i was too scared what, this and is it's soma. really really good soma looks amazing soma by the way is um by frictional games who made uh, amnesia 
Yep, it does look really good, but uh, we're playing Cat Lady next week. Yeah, not Uh, Soma, not Soma, not 999, (laughs) the Cat Lady. Yep, goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Okay, that's the end of the episode. I'm fine with that. Wait, no, we got to plug stuff, don't we? Oh, well... Oh, yeah, we got to plug stuff because uh, I got to plug the new thread on the forums that I just started. Oh, yeah, Ooh. that's true. Just plug things. Yeah. Um, so, so the forums are undefinedbehavior.com slash forum. And uh, what we're currently discussing is the the Mog Playlist project, which is um, I've been streaming Final Fantasy VI, and there's a character called Mog who does these little dances as attacks. Um, and they all have, like, really cute names so we decided that so for instance like forest sweet love sonata dusk requiem things like that um so we decided that we were gonna like find a song for each of these dances that like represents it and then we can have a mogs playlist so desert aria is gonna be sandstorm by darude but everything else is up for grabs yep and one of them has to be uh, a song by Ice T. A song by Ice T from his signature album OG Original Gangster. Um, doesn't matter which one, but something right, on that I'll list listen, must. Be I'll that. listen to some of that and we'll see if if one of those is appropriate. I'm I mean, one of them has, involved has to with be. this. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited we'll for it. it. I uh, I think I think people are gonna have some fun suggestions. I really want a Mog themed playlist. I think it's, that it's would a, just. It's a great idea. I'm into yeah, it. It is. It is. <laughs> It will just improve my life, I think. Yeah, well. So, yeah, come to the forums and discuss that, and also, you know, this podcast. Yep. Yep. Uh, you can you can definitely discuss this occasionally. Um, and I play the Sunday Game Club, uh, Sundays at 10 a.m., and we're playing Dark Cloud. And because Eve White is editing my VODs now, their VODs will always be up. Yay. So they're on they're on YouTube uh, probably already in fact uh, delegating uh, <laughs> beautiful thanks Eve yeah right uh, so that's that's what's going on for me right now I'm I'm, I'm actually going to look at your vods to see if they're up I don't know if this week's my vods up. my vods are already up I streamed last night yeah you streamed last night YouTube had plenty of time to deal with your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. YouTube I always try and do the forever. highlights right after so I don't forget. Yeah. Uh, that's what but I yes, tried. I might I might actually be switching to streaming on Sunday nights uh soon. We'll see. It depends on the uh I'm trying to get a, a an in person tabletop group going and uh you know, those things are always super hard to schedule, so I may have to move around some other schedule things in my life. Yeah, well, yep. if you change if you change your uh, change your stream to Sunday, people can find out by following you on Twitter at yes. Kyla underscore go. Whoa! Yeah. Um, and actually, I should shout out for for Nuclear Throne that I just noticed they actually stream their development live every Tuesday and Thursday at their website, nuclearthrone.com. So if you end up curious about that, that's something that you can actually watch them do, apparently. Yeah, go do that. Rami's a cool guy and and very smart, so it's worth hearing him talk. Yeah, that's neat. Maybe maybe if you go to the stream, he'll sleep on your couch. (laughs) It's quite possible. (laughs) I feel like like we shouldn't be promising these things out, but hey, you never know, right? Well, you know, maybe. Um, there's something else I was to say about that and about Twitter. Oh, I am not, unlike the rest of you guys, I have not yet changed my Twitter name to something Halloween appropriate. 
I should probably either get on have either. I'm I'm the only one who has. Yeah. Of this podcast, about? but oh, like yeah. uh, Sean Bouchard has, and I think uh, Bill Drainer has, and Bill's yeah. Bill Drainer and his pictures of his Bill pixel, Drainer, pixel That's guy a as a vampire. It was Blood Drainer, but I think he changed it. <laughs> well. Um, was uh, Kelso? Are you the one who's uh, Oh No a ghost? I, yes, yes, I am. I am Oh No a ghost. <laughs> Well, combined with nothing, that picture, it is amazing. Nothing spooky. It really ghosts, is amazing. Right? <laughs> so yeah, that's I saw that and just started laughing this morning. It's, it's just fantastic. Halloween. Yeah. Well, I guess I I have to do that sort of. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I will buy candy and then no one will show up and then I'll get to eat all that candy. That's, oh, I just meant change my Twitter name. I don't actually participate in uh, Halloween in Halloween you festivities, don't even eat but. Candy? Uh, well, I eat candy, but I don't need a. a I don't need a. Ho- I don't need a holiday to tell me to eat candy. Are you crazy? I, uh, I act like a fat person all the time. So. <laughs> me too. Uh, KG Fur- Fury. That's you changed your Twitter name to KG Fury. Well, that is technically Our my name. Stir as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is part of how the the fact that my initials were KG is part of how I got the. The uh, the username Cage Tiger to begin with. Nice. Well, uh, it's official that you have to use a song from OG Original Gangster on your <laughs> list, and uh, Uncaged Fury definitely still fits and should never be changed. Well, I mean, it's at this point, it's Good on the it's, it's on the page. It's on my Twitch page, so it's probably just going to stay that way. See, I I told you, you, you yeah, you you your incessant sure. nagging wore me down. It's true. Yep. So this it will it will work again. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think it's... I'm I I uh, to be fair, your incessant nagging wore me down because Uncaged Fury is kind of a hilarious title. We'll see if if something it's, from uh, from original gangster is actually appropriate, then I will choose it. Otherwise, not, I probably won't. look, it's not going to be appropriate in any sense of the word, but it's going to be amazing. But, I mean, this is this is a war of attrition, and Chris is uh, in it for for the long haul here. So, yep. Yep. anyway, uh, we're we're playing Cat Lady. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.